I'm here talking to Dave Windor from Monster Magnet, uh, one of my favorite bands of all time. So this is quite an honor for me. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no problem. So Dave, anyway, um, let's just start off. So uh, someone, a friend of mine, uh, took acid for the first time the other day, and I was talking about the first time I took acid when I was in college, about you know almost 25 years ago, and I listened wow. to Monster Magnet, and I was like. I said to her, I was like, yeah, I, when I did that, eventually I went off on my own and listened to Monster Magnet, and I was like, wow, I think I finally understand what these guys are talking about. So, um, you, Sometimes you need a little help. Yeah, so literally you're talking to somebody here who you possibly, you know, mind-fucked a bit. I mean, how's that feel? It feels good. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's certainly the uh, it's certainly the the activity of the day. Oh uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's pretty much day to day at this point. Um, Fuck yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So, yeah, just so you know, I wanted to, like, touch on some things that, you know, I wanted this to be more like just a conversation between two guys who are into music and cool shit. Absolutely. And right on. So, um, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about, uh, one of my favorite topics, and I'd imagine one of yours, uh, comic books. So, oh, I love it. Never, yeah. never got tired of them. I'm Me, still reading them. Right on, right on. Um, then let's, uh, let's, I know that you're, you know, you're into Jack Kirby stuff, obviously. And I was wondering, um, what do you like for more modern comics? Like, is there anything that's come out that's not like from the classic era that you're digging on these days? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm always paying attention to it. And comics, like anything, they go into good spurts and bad spurts. A couple of years ago, I was really into what, as far as superhero comics, what Hickman was doing with the Avengers and okay. back Jonathan Hickman was doing. I thought they were really cool stories and like really intense plots and totally tripped out. It wasn't the movie stuff that we're getting. You right. know, it was it was involved comic book shit. Yeah. The kind of stuff you can only do in comic books. Right on. And and I also like that the book from the image called Prophet. Oh yeah, I I saw that one but I haven't gotten around to it yet. Dude, it's fucking completely tripped out. Okay, it's, cool. It, yeah, it's it's like it's, it was like an American Mobius, but uh, but in weirdly in the image was strange. And you would never know, but it's actually referring to old image superhero comics, which are pretty lousy. But that makes <laughs> the trippiness of it make it even better. Yeah, I like comic books are like like comic books can make like old shitty complex uh, concepts bizarre and interesting. It's the best. It's the the only medium that can really constantly reinvent themselves are always on the verge of being the best one ever. Yeah, Often are not. Yeah. But unlike movie, it doesn't take years for this to happen. It can just happen within two issues. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so that was really cool. Um, I like black science. I like the Remender stuff. I got to get into that black science. Somebody, somebody it's recommended cool. like, that. I, to me. I just read like the first couple of arcs. And I didn't read the rest of it, but the, the science. I mean, the art is fucking killer yeah 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 somebody recommended that to me lately and i'm like yeah i gotta get into this that looks right up my that alley that was cool what have you been have you read you okay like? have you seen godland at all oh yeah Godland. okay <laughs> yeah just making sure because that's that's like total kirby worship but i figured you'd be into that first that first yeah, villain, the no, one I who's like kidnapping aliens alone on the guy was, I don't know, it's like I'm back in it, you know. 
Yeah, but he's kidnapping the aliens and stealing their blood and injecting it to get high. And it's just like, you guys don't understand, man. I've expanded my mind so much. You're, I'm beyond, like, your morals and all your bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, man. I, that, that one's great. In total, credit. Just for the shit. title alone. Yeah, I, yeah. I wish I would have thought that. Godland? Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine recommended it to me. He was like, yo, dude, you got to get this. And he's he's seriously into comics and stuff. And he's like, dude, you're going to love it. It's Kirby worship. You know, Fantastic yeah. Four type stuff, but way more twisted. Um, uh, I'm always on the hunt. Yeah, I'm same. I'm always on the hunt for the next brand new comic book. Comics are so great because they come out every week. Yeah. And um, I like the promise of comic books. They don't always deliver. I mean, how could any one medium deliver by releasing something every week in tiny little chapters? It's kind right. of hard to... You never get the whole... Ta-da! But they have a bigger promise than any other popular media that I see. Every time you pick up a comic book, I get this feeling since I was a kid, this might be the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, it's like picking up an album, like, I don't know what it is, but this might might be the coolest thing I've ever seen. No, Nobody else but comics really does that on a consistent basis, not even TV or movies. I mean, movies, I'm kind of... I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what I'm going to get. Yeah, there's often... You know, you're yeah. not surprised. No, often, often, often. There's always a chance for it to go like completely off the rails. Yeah, no, there is, and um, I, I agree with you. There's so many, there's so many movies that I'm just like, oh my god, I know the twist ending. There's sometimes I, I say the next line in movies, and people are like, how do you know that? I'm like, because it's predictable. Like, yeah, if you, because I'm not an idiot. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, we can get to that. We can get to that in a little bit about comic book movies. That's something I wanted to get into. Um, to branch into that, uh, let's talk Grant Morrison. So he invented a character along with another guy. I forget the other guy's name. Um, I like Grant Morrison, and uh, as you probably know, he yeah. invented a character for Marvel called Negatonic Teenage Negasonic. Sorry, Teenage Warhead. Like, how does that feel to know that like you've put a dent on the comic book world? Yeah, it feels absolutely. Oh, cool. And um, since he did that, and he did that a long time ago out of nowhere, yep. I didn't know him. And he he just, you know, in those days, you just do shout-outs like that, and nobody, you know, raises a stink. Um, nowadays, with copyrights and stuff, I'm sure it wouldn't be allowed without it going you know, through a million people. But, right. yeah, he did it. He did it, and I was freaked out. And then he, he mentioned us in a... Um, when he wrote a forward to the Kirby New Gods reprint. Because uh-huh. I had a line in a song called The World Should Have Cried the Day Jack Kirby Oh, died. yeah, I am well aware of that. In his, uh, in his in a forward to, to a New Gods compilation. And I was like, man, Grant Morrison is just talking about my songs. This is amazing. He's the coolest guy. And then I ran into him years later, and it turned out I met him, and he was the coolest guy. Right on. Um, Oh no! I couldn't even. I've, I've watched that thing where he's, where he's talking about other dimensions and stuff in front of that like yeah. comic conference. That is amazing. That is one of the best stories. He's got a huge brain, dude. It's oh like yeah, scary, you know. You yeah. Like you don't even talk. You just like kind of let him talk. Yep. And you go, okay. What, what, what did I just hear? I'm trying to process it. But yeah, in the end, I mean, she's just so great to be connected in real comic books and real comic book lore because I love comic books and it's just 
fact that I did it just out of love and it gets fed back yeah. in some sort of weird feedback loop. Well, that's divine justice. That's what that is. No, I hear you on that. I hear you on that. And um, so let, let's let's branch into like comic book movies a little bit because that character was used in the Deadpool movie apparently yeah. as a trade so that Marvel could use Ego the Living Planet in the second Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy movie. Like, how do you feel about all that? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's cool. Like, whatever. It doesn't have anything to do with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just over here loving, you know, loving the fact that I was in a comic book. It starts to get into movie land. It's awesome and stuff, but it's a little bit beyond my attention span. Right on. So did you um, did you see what they did with Ego the Living Planet and that Guardians of the no, Galaxy? No, I didn't see it. I, I, I stopped going to the movies for the Marvel movies, and I just watch them when they, when they come on cable or when I get a chance. I, I, got, I was getting disappointed from God. So what'd they do with Ego? Uh, was he like was he like Jeff Bridges or something? Or? <laughs> yeah, it was one of those guys. I forget who. I saw it. it was the same thing. I saw it. Um, somebody was watching it and on like Netflix, and I saw it and was like, okay, this is all right, but this is weird what they're doing with Ego. Uh, you you, you kind of have to see it. I don't know. It's like anything else that Marvel's been doing. You know, it's like what they did, what they've done with like Ultron. You know, that was kind of whack. Yeah, it's kind of modern. And, yeah, uh, I don't like the fact that they reduce the scope of the concept. It's right, they can't. They can't. Nobody can express the totality of Kirby's fucking itching, swelling brain. They have to pare it down to some modern, relatable character. It's like no, Kirby made these things to be bigger than fucking God. Yeah. You know, it's like you uh, maybe they they don't know how to translate that, or they think it's the sales are. But I lose some of the cosmic awe, even with Marvel's cosmic. They're like, we're making which Marvel cosmic? It's, no, it isn't. It's just fucking Star Wars shit. It's action <laughs> adventure. But it's not truly cosmic. So, did they ever show Ego as a giant talking planet? Not exactly, no. They had an avatar, and, like, the, the, okay, the planet is, like, they don't even know that the planet's ego at first, and then they do, but they're, like, going into the center of it. it no, it's not, it's not, it, it loses the spirit of it, in my opinion. Right. It really does, and, they, you know, you'd have to see it. I'd be curious what you'd think, but I, I thought they really dropped the ball. Like, it was cool yeah. that they used the character and whatever, but they don't. You know what happened when we were the movies is that it actually hurt sometimes. I actually was like, oh, why did I subject myself to that? Right? I really got to separate myself from my memories of the comic books I read. Yeah. Um, in, in, in that simple, direct way that Kirby used to do things. I mean, we're talking about comic books. It's not a totally fleshed out thing. That's what some of the madness and beauty of it is, is that he speaks in these static images that represent each image of a Kirby panel represents this big thing. Even even when people are standing still in Kirby's comics, it looks like something's happening. The guy just can't contain his energy. Right. So everything looks like an album cover or some sort of iconic image or like frozen action. Yeah. That represents so much more. You don't even know what that is. What to me, once they start that putting that through the actual human paces, it moving back and forth, it starts to lose its grandeur. Yeah, sure does. It, it just it just kind of fades out, and it's good for detail oriented comic book freaks who love to see details included. Like there's a lot of people in comic books that are into lists. They 
included this thing, included this good, and they go down the list and that makes them happy to see things included. I like when they don't include things. I would rather like them give some big, weird, yet um, startlingly referential to something else image and just shoot it there and stop moving the camera and just go, uh, and so I can walk away with the what the fuck. I don't walk away from with what the fucks from these comic book movies. No, it's not at all. Completely, you know. There's, but what are you gonna do? What about the? What do you think of the Doctor Strange one? Did you see that? I saw it. Yeah, it's just not enough ditto for me, man. I I I liked parts of it. Like the one part where I was like, "What the fuck was that tripped out sequence where she like pushes him into the astral tra- uh, plane?" Astral plane. Yeah, that that I was like, "What the fuck?" They have that, a lot to deal with. I mean, it's like it's kind of hard to go completely wrong on a Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, given yeah. its subject material, you know, you've got all these different dimensions. Like, how much can they fuck it up? <laughs> I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah. I you know what I mean? It's like, well, it better look. I mean, some of it's gotta look good. It's like we're going to Thor movie, you know. Thor, some of it has to look good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at the source material. I wish they would do. Wish somebody would have the balls to make an incredible style, incredible style Pixar produced, but not Pixar goofy art specific. Ditko or Kirby movie. That'd be pretty cool if they tried to make it look like a comic, you mean? Yeah, kind of like, well, at least you can get the designs, like, completely to the tits and really get in there. I mean, I can see, and it's all art direction, right? Right. And uh, they're certainly capable of doing it. They choose not to because, like anything else these days, you just have to, you can't just show a monster. It has to be this kaiju thing, you know, and yeah. every time it has to be, but they, they you know, they into making what they think are new things. Right. Even new new things are old. Right. So, um, if they were to go old school for one of these things to go, say, Salvador Dali on the Ditto thing, do it that Dali, that drippy, over-exaggerated Salvador Dali kind of landscape, melting clocks, like no floors, uh, uh, muted colors, um, Really, really dark and strange. Not too digged out. Like, you don't have to fucking go, you know, uh, you know, just somewhere between 720 and 1080. You know, it doesn't have, you don't have to go 4K. Right. It doesn't always have to be that. Get the vibe. Sell the vibe. Yeah, sell the vibe. Exactly. And, and I bet you anything there would be a market for it. No, it I may not. It may not be, you know, Avengers Infinity Stone, Infinity Stones market. But... Hey man, there's a lot of people that are smarter than that who like comic books that are smarter than the people that are going to these comic book movies. No, I'd agree with you. They're yeah. playing for the lowest common denominator, and it's not necessary. No, it isn't. I'd agree with you on that one. Speaking of artistic direction, um, let's get into the, let's get into some music a bit now. Um, yeah, hell yeah. Okay. I got some questions about some of your artistic directions. Um, starting off with you're, you're, like how many re-recordings you've done? Like you know, you guys on the first EP did Tractor, and then it, it showed up on um, you know it shot, uh, showed up on uh, Power Trip. You redid Medicine for God Says No, and then King of Mars you redid on I think it was a special edition of uh, Monolithic Baby. So what inspires you to like want to redo a song like being like you know the first time wasn't good enough. I got more to say with this. <laughs> I just being 
like fucking anally retentive. The, uh, <laughs> no, I think we can do that again. Well, back in the ones that you mentioned, that was all back pre, pre, uh, super digitally available. Yeah. And so I had songs that were on albums that got distributed maybe like a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Then they had an opportunity to sell, you know, like 20 times that. Right. And I was like, I'm not going to waste a good song just because it's lost on some European record in France somewhere. Right. Like, Tractor deserves to, you know, Tractor deserves to be there. You know, it should deserve to be on an album. Nobody even batted an eye. Huh. It's only in the modern age where people are like, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? Nobody asked questions back then. It was just like another song. And it worked, you know, because I go all all around the world and, uh, depending on how a record was distributed, they know the record or they don't. Right. Know? So if I go to like South America or something, you know, maybe five people heard Spine of God or something, but 500,000 heard Power Trip, they know Tractor. So that's yeah. the reason for that. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's all about getting the right songs to the right people. Right and on. the songs out. What? And, and lately, I don't know what happened. I just went fucking completely retarded and just like, hey, what if I do this? Just kind of mad scientist shit. Yeah, that's because cool. I was, uh, I wasn't done with the record. Last Patrol, I just, I, I ended the record. We got it out on time. The whole usual big, you know, Rush, hurry, you have to get it yeah, out, yeah. get it out. Then I was like, you know something? I'm not done. <laughs> I think I'll go back and mess around with it. I didn't tend to release it, but um, I did get some money from the record company to do it, and they wanted to know what the hell I was doing. Yeah. And so they heard it, and they're like, can we put it out? And I was like, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. I, I really liked that how the one came out because I loved Last Patrol. Return to like the kind of Spine of God and Super Judge era that I, you know, I've liked every record you've done. Honestly, though, um, Thanks, you know, man. I liked you it. Know. You know, yeah, I like moment. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely has a lot of great moments. But I like that you went back and redid it, and then I like that you did the Cobras and Fire one because I thought Mastermind was a great like rock record, and to hear that to go back and get like a psych treatment was really cool too. So yeah, yeah, I, I don't have any problem with doing that. It's like I kind of wish my favorite bands would do that stuff too. I would really wouldn't mind if some band that made an album. You know, 15, 20, or even 40 years ago, just tried to go there and fuck it all up. <laughs> if, I like, if I like the songs in the first place, I probably wouldn't complain if they did something interesting or weird with it. Right on. The only time I, I have a problem with people redo stuff is when they redo it like they're trying to do a modernized version of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, hey, we're going to put a fucking, so we'll put a hip-hop beat on this or something. Yeah. That's when it gets me pissed off. But if they go down with the weird road... I'm totally back in it. Right on. Well, let's let's talk a bit about some of your favorite bands because that's something I've also always really dug about Monster Magnet is you guys do great covers. Like, I've heard the cover of Ejection that you're doing for the new record for Mindfucker. Right. And I think it's great that you're doing the Robert Calvert stuff that, like, people might, who even are Hawkwind fans might know that. You know, you already right did now, the right yeah. stuff. And now you're doing Ejection? Like, that's dope. Songs like run through my whole life, you know. Yeah, my that record's been, that record's sitting out in my room. Since I was like sixteen years old, and I'm like, wow, Jackson's really great song. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell year is it? 2018. Yeah, Jackson, that's a really good one. Um, it's guy, I gotta do it. And plus, the way I look at it, um, it's almost my duty now for a certain 
radio done right. No, I totally blow anything new off the stand. I mean, if they actually went into the the catalog of real classic rock and, and B tracks, you know, like minor tracks, you could go from 
Yeah. More of Detroit swing, which would be a lot of off time. Yeah. Both and a lot of like sometimes more soulful stuff. But still with a touch of that 60s garage in there, too. So right it's on. just like a matter of like, well, how fucked up is the fidelity of this thing going to be and how much fuzz am I going to put on it? Because like, I like the idea of, of a Detroit thing. I also like the idea of like the Standells meet Kiss. You know, I was like, <laughs> what if Kiss were in 68, you know, instead of like 70, kind of a, a, it, overall, the, kept, the thing that kept coming to my mind is, well, it sounds a little punk. It sounds a little proto-punk. Right, you know, cool. you know what what they what people what critics would call proto punk, which is yep. not quite straight punk rock, but not exactly uh, you know yes either. So right. a lot of there's a garage rock type of singing in it, and and a lot of nods to like big dumb rock because it works. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, you know, and and just top it all off, just call it something like simple like Mindfucker because yeah. Mindfucker is fun to say. I say it often. Cool. <laughs> uh, so, with that in mind, though, I mean, when we're talking Detroit rock, we, you know, that obviously encompasses the MC5, and I think one of the things that made yeah. the MC5 such a great band for their time and place was the political aspect. And I'm yeah. wondering about your take on that because I don't think you can really. I get really pissed off about these bands who are like, "Oh, we're not a political band. We're not a political band at all." Bullshit. That's cowardly. Like, how can you write a record in 2018 with every that's going on and be like, hey, know, there's man. no politics in this and involved. Totally politics agree. is our I, life. You'd have to be completely either scared yeah. of fucking up your gig or completely stupid. Both of those things I can readily understand. Looking at the state we're in now, it's not hard for me to realize that America has been shaved by a drunken barber. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck is going on? I think everybody's just stunned, but all I know is that I cannot sing about it. Right, same here, man. Same here. It's like not singing about, oh, well, I got hit by a hurricane yesterday. So what are you going to write about? Oh, my new car? Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I I thought, I kind of thought everybody would jump in. Just jump right in because, I mean, this is a no-brainer. It's beyond politics. Exactly. That's what I mean. This isn't politics. This is people's lives. Like, that's what I don't... It's people's lives. This is like talking about, like, basically, lying is officially cool now. You know, guess what? Bullshit. All the stuff that these, you know, the rock bands fought against in the 70s and what rock and roll was based on, was based on, fuck bullshit, is now accepted. Like, yes, it's cool. It's like, no, it ain't. It's not cool. And it's madness is what it is. And I don't know why the bands aren't singing about it more. No, I, I don't know why it, it should just be a part of the regular conversation. I mean, it is to me. That's why I use Mindfucker all the time. People, how are you doing? Yeah, my mind's completely fucked. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still live and I still continue on, but there's no way I'm going to not notice it going on. Yeah, it's I like... Figure, I don't know. Maybe people don't really know just how fucked they're getting. I don't know. I do. I mean, I read that. Uh, maybe you've read it, too, that Michael Moorcock book, Time of the Hawk Lords. And I'm just like, you know, the one about Hawkwind. I don't know if you've read that. Yes. yes. And I'm like, well, holy shit. Like, this is what's happening. Like, we are being, like, psychically damaged by all this bullshit. And the only reference, the only, like, real thing we have is to, to, to shield ourselves is, like, you know, uh, drugs and rock and roll. Yeah. I mean, really, it, 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 you would expect in a time like this that the music would reflect directly 
what our everyday experience would be. I would hope so. But what we're seeing is is a massive denialism, I think. Okay. Because if you look at pop, it's all about the same stuff it's been about forever, which is like clubbing. There's yeah. no clubbing, you know. And like, you know, this weird little like me and me and you and girl meets boy or whatever, girl fucks boy or whatever. As if nothing's going on. Yeah. And and in metal it's all like now like embarrassing old tropes of like you know, warnings of the future, but it's all based on some old science fiction book, the wrong science fiction book. Yeah. I hate authority and stuff, but no actual reference to the reality of what it is, which is way more chaotic than everything is. I mean, this whole reality TV show, Americans look at stuff like a football game, don't even know how to read the fucking news, are paranoid about everything. I mean, that grist for the mill, you would imagine people would be writing all about it. The actual madness of it, which, like, we both agree on, is beyond politics. It's more like a cultural, informational, fucking, like, just explosion of crazy shit. Yeah. Um, But nobody embraced, I don't see anybody embrace it. You would never know by listening to the radio or even going on metal websites or any of this stuff. You would never know we're living now. No, I I don't get it. I, I don't get it either, and I don't get all these people who are like, oh, metal shouldn't be about politics. You know, metal has to be pure, and it's like, no. Metal no. should be fucking sticking up for the underdog. Metal should be well, fighting the fucking system. Like, I, don't give me this bullshit, because I've been living this since I was— out, I've noticed this for long years, which is why I try to stay away from, you know, I, I don't want to diss metal, but I, we're not a metal. We're a rock band, you know? No, I hear you. rock band. Um, we fall in the metal category, and they're like, I can dig it, I can dig the whole thing. But as it turns out, as the years go by, metal is very, very conservative. Very oh, yeah. conservative. I mean, there is it's not a lot of freedom there. This is not real rebel music. No, it isn't. This is like blue collar. This is the new country in Western. Yeah, there's you know, a lot. And if they're not careful, they're going to turn it into that. They are. And it's, such not a... gonna, it's not going to represent anything else except for a bunch of dumbasses. Yeah, there's such a follow the leader mentality in it. Even in like the Stoner Doom scene, like it's the same bullshit over and over. And I'm trying to be, like, I'm always trying to be like, hey guys, why don't we try doing something different here? Like, how, how is it that you all are just satisfied with hearing the same bullshit regurgitated over and over, and you just want to hear? The same bands make the same records, and the new bands sound like the the old bands, and you just want everything stagnant and the same cliches. And I can't understand it either. Are they desperate? Are they are like afraid to like rock the boat? Um, do they realize that maybe because rock doesn't have a, a quite the cultural status that it does, that they're just happy to be there and they're not going to change it, or maybe they're not paying attention enough to the music and what uh, music of the past and how much it could be. Or maybe they just have a short attention span, and that's good enough for them. And if it's good enough for the fans, it's good enough for them. And nobody pushes any envelopes at all. And God forbid you bring a sense of humor into it, you know? Yeah. God forbid, God forbid you have a couple lyrical subtexts, um, because, you know, because that may confuse people. I don't get it. Um and I've lived in the fourth dimension for a long time. I mean, <laughs> I realized a long time that Monster Magnet was never really going to fit in anywhere, not even in the places where people were expected to fit in. Yeah, no, I hear you. And uh, so I kind of live in this 
you know, I'm just going to pretend that the world's really cool and we're like the number one band and I'm just going to be really happy to be here and, I, and I'm happy with all the bands I play with. I mean, they're all real people and stuff. But looking out over the landscape, like you just said, I couldn't agree more. It's like really weird. It's almost like they're missing, people are missing opportunities to broaden the form. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm a big... And it's even with the clothes and stuff. Yeah. People are buying clothes off the rack. They're buying, there's a metal outfit now. You yeah. can buy like dicky stuff and a chain wallet and stuff. And it's like, come on, man. It's like, rip a t-shirt or something. They're wearing merch, free merch shirts, extra large merch shirts as stage shirts. Yeah. I mean, how, how fucking, how, how defeatist is that? Yeah. Yeah. I got a new shirt. I'm gonna put this shirt over my black jeans, and I got my new biker boots, and I got my uh, my wallet, chain wallet, and I got my new neck tats. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I, it probably fits in. You know, it's not even anybody's fault. You know, you I don't think it is. Anything. No, no. Yeah. I think it's just. I think people just got to take a good hard look at what. Maybe people do need to get their minds fucked a bit to rock the boat. Well, Maybe. if they want it to be good in the future, and if they want to make it count, if they want to make it count any more than, say, than just a collection of superficial albums that could be collected like bubblegum cards or sports cards, and a lot of metal people, a lot of metal people tend to want more bands rather than less. Yeah, that too. Mediocre quality so they can collect them yep. and argue about them the way they argue, argue about fantasy football, then they'd rather have more of less quality than less with a higher quality and more of a challenging. I agree with you. Music. Yeah, no, I agree with that assessment completely. Um, I realize... go into the list mentality of yep. the 21st century where everything's got to have a list and priorities and stuff. It's like, you know, music doesn't work that way, dude. No. It's, it's not sports. It's not fantasy football. No. Uh, anyway, though, we're we're running out. We're running short on time here. I know you're, we've gone over the half hour. I'm still still supposed to talk to you a little bit about touring, um, yeah, like what your touring plans. Cool. Um, here's the thing. I know in the past you've said you like doing the uh, Europe better than the U.S. Um, is that still the thing? Is that still going to be the priority with touring? Like, what are your plans? Yeah, I mean, I like Europe because they pay better. Yep, um, I hear you. And uh, and I gotta survive. You know, it's yep. like, we're not like some. You know, we're not Van Halen. So, nope. Um, um, it's a jungle out there. It's a jungle out there, Andy. I um, hear you. And Europe is like one of those places, that, and you'll talk. You can talk to a million bands. Like they actually, they do it right. Like the venues are good. Yep. No, um, I know. I've been. I've, 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 I've toured Europe. Yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. So you know, it's like yep. you know, like you know, why would you want to? Yeah, I love the United States. I love my country and stuff. I'm not too happy with it right now. And no, I'm I hear that too. Culturally, either. I think we could do a lot better. So what I do is I, I, I direct the whole, you know, the Monster Magnet Army towards Europe at all times and America, like well, maybe once every five or six years. Okay. Uh, fully on. And that way I can keep in touch. I mean, if things, if things work out, we'll play the States more. So it's not like I don't want to play the States. No, I hear that it's, too. I hear that too, yeah. It's easier. 
are probably easier to play the states. I mean, it's right you now. It is. Like, yeah, I hear you. I'll be, I'll, this evening but, when I get done with when I get done with my work day and whatever, this is my lunch break. But when I get done with my work day, I'm hopping in the van and going down to Wallington for Connecticut for a show, then going to New York the next day. What like, band, I, what band are you in? Uh, that's Black Pyramid. I don't know if you heard of us. Cool. I'll check it out. I'll okay. It out. Cool. Cool. Um, I'm hoping. I'm really hoping like that the the stuff that's going on in Europe now the wave, the zeitgeist of uh, psychedelic slash heavy, whatever it is, that because there, there's definitely a spirit yeah, that's growing over there, it's growing, yeah. growing. I hope that cross-pollinates in a much further way over here. So do uh, I, so do I. We, could need, we need a little, like, open, we need some open minds in this country. It's musically, because if you go around and look at the major rock sites, you know, whatever they call rock journalism now, it's pretty, it's just like a bunch of ads for fucking, you know, 75-year-old fucking guys that made 12 million zillion dollars and have like, like all pumped up on big management companies and stuff. It doesn't look, it, it, it appears in America that rock is only for 50-year-old men. That's yeah. not a good sign. No, it is. You know what I mean? That's not a good sign. At least in Europe, you can you can pretend that there's a bunch of twenty year olds because they are. Yeah. But over here, the, 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 you look at the landscape and it's like, well, this is like a dying tree, and they're just shaking the last leaves off a tree. Yeah. We're the fucking kids. You know, it's like, come on, the kids aren't all right. This no. is bullshit. They, and they, I can't believe that every kid. Every single like kid that's not into rock is just sitting there on in, in, in going to Brooklyn and watching these fucking like artisan rock bands, you know, make coffee and then play a couple sets. <laughs> I, I can't believe you know what I mean. It can't be. Please tell me that every kid in the world is gutless. You know, please, I mean, please don't tell me that every kid in America is like either. You know, in totally into hip hop, or like I say, making a cup of coffee and like chilling. You know, <laughs> hey, look, I'm a graphic designer, and I have a band. We're inspired by Weezer, and everything's going to be great, or not. And if it's not, it's okay because I'm starting up. I'm in a startup company. It's like commit, commit. That's what I like about the European stuff because they seem committed. They are. I agree with you. Definitely a bunch of freaks. You know. I agree with you. They're 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 yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. It's 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 night and day. Like it's interesting. You know, we'll I'll go down to Connecticut tonight. We might pay play for fifty, a hundred folks, but we can go over to Europe and play for five hundred. You know, and and and, and you're right. It's different. It's not the same. It's not the fifty year old metalheads. It's or the or like old school rockers. It's right. it's younger people. It's 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 women who are into it. It's different folks. It's not just the same the same old well, same it, old like the, the, the people who have open minds. Yeah, and, that too. And like man, if you're in a band and you're just playing to people with closed minds, well, then you're just a product filling a need. Yeah, and the niche. And that niche is very solid. It's like you either make them happy every second or you're out. Yeah, you that too. You are now hired as, not as an artist, but as provider of a service. And I don't believe music should be that. I think music should try to be as challenging as possible. Yeah. And the audience should be encouraged to accept the challenge. Hell yeah. Because it's more fun. And I don't know why it got so hard. 
you know, for people like, oh, I just don't have the time to be challenged by my entertainment. I think, you know, I mean, people don't even read anymore for Christ's sake. I know. People just read headlines. Yeah, I think I think people are afraid to be subversive these days. I think that's the real problem. I think that's what they've lost. I think they're afraid to be subversive. They think subversive is just being edgy, and they don't really get it that if you really want to fucking shake things up, you got to get in there and undermine it, and you got to be in touch with the spirit of the age. You got to get the zeitgeist. They're afraid to be subversive. There's probably reasons for that too.